What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode number 168. This, of course, is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Ott. Hoo! Hoo! Indeed. Uh, and, of course, our bro host is here as well. At Jared Buckendall. Uh-oh, I hit the wrong. Hit oh, me. man. Jared Buckendall. Off to a good start, Co. JB, what's up? I do not compute. You <laughs> the wrong slider. Sound slider. <laughs> My components are not working. He's got a robot voice. Yep, that's what we're, we're doing, We've been battling man. it for a while. Yep, He's got a robot voice. A robot. robot. Beep, beep, boop. Wow. I'm, uh... <laughs> I'm really glad that that we're here, that we're recording, that we're going to have this episode. I know for most people who hear this, this will be the most exciting thing happening to them this week. Yeah. Um, so so glad to be with all you. Nothing really going on really in the world at all today that's important um, or meaningful or incredibly distracting or anxiety inducing. Um, just a SoCo show. So we're here to talk about some dumb shit, some <laughs> movies and whatever. Um, the thing... Uh, I. I the thing that I want to talk about, we were talking about just before we hit record on this episode, <laughs> but Jared, you're, I, I want to talk about in general, the luck you've had with the scream video. Um, and then I want to get into some of the comments you've heard because I, I think some of them have been fucking hilarious, but tell the folks about how tough it's been to get to stream scream video just up on YouTube. Oh my God. Um, yeah, this is this that is me good. telling a, a story and almost venting in a way as well because it's just been, you know, have you ever had someone just come to your you know work and just tell you you're a soy boy or a <laughs> or, or some sort of cuck or something like that? Like that's so, basically what I, that's basically what I've been dealing with this week. Um, only time I've been called a soy boy is when I used to hand out packets uh, at, China, at uh, Panda Express. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, like you, you were the yeah. tofu yeah. guy. In the I was back. the soy boy. This, hey, uh, soy boy. That was his job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like saying, hey, doctor. It's like the same. Yeah. Same hey, thing. doctor. Hey, Got soy paid the boy. Same. Um, but no, the, the, the Scream video, you know, it was the first one I had done of the series, and uh, I'm working on the third one now. But it's me essentially watching Scream for the first time. I record myself watching it, reacting, uh, cut it up into kind of a highlight reel and whatnot, and release it. And um, I've seen Scary Movie first, and I don't know whether or not both of you had seen Scary Movie first or Scream. I'm curious uh, what order you saw those in. Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, I saw Scream Scary Movie first. Scary Movie first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which so it's is kind why of a split. I there. love Scream. Yeah, which is why I love Scream way more than the two of you guys because Scary Movie didn't ruin all the fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and that's the thing. You is sound like, like a I've troll. Seen, I've seen Scary Movie probably like 35 times mm-hmm. compared to Scream, and the whole time I'm talking about this is like, oh, that's a comparison. Like, I'm seeing the similarities. I'm reacting in my own unique way of seeing similarities. People are fucking jumping down my throat, you know, saying that, like, I don't appreciate it, that uh, Scary Movie is absolute shit compared to this movie, um, that I need to quit my job, that I don't know how to react, I'm not doing it right, Uh <laughs> Th- that they, they, they can't hear the movie because I'm talking and I'm just confused um, because we're not watching the movie. We're watching me watch the movie. So right. I, I yeah. don't understand. I, I, there's a few technical aspects with volume. I understand. There's very much copyright that I had to go through because, spoiler, it took me 23 render and uploads to get the first video up (laughs) that is two and a half hours per video i spent 40 plus hours just trying to get the video posted man i will never get that time back 
Oh and you know what? You don't deserve that time back, you sore boy. Yeah, you sore boy. You know what? Trumpy is gonna Mr. Mr. Donnie, Donnie the Trumpet. He's gonna win 2024, 2028. Hell, he's gonna go all the way to 2064. He's gonna be a robot. <laughs> and listen to some Backstreet Boys. Listen to some Backstreet. If folks at home are confused uh, about Jared se- seemingly coming out of nowhere with some with uh, with a, an impression of a Trump person, um, that's an actual fucking comment that got left on. It, it is on the scream video, right? Yeah, let me try to find it because I sent it to you guys because I was like, I don't I don't even know how to re- respond to these people anymore because it is it is beyond baffling. Um, beyond Thunderdome. Okay, so some of this language I can't even say because it is. Uh, not appropriate. Oh yeah, um, there are some some uh, uh, basically some gay slurs. Yeah, are, basically are what, blah 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 is. calls me um, a soy boy. Um, <laughs> that uh, the pa uh, yeah basically it just goes Paw down Patrol? and just it, it it's worse and worse and worse. And then it's like uh, read a fucking book for once, uh, you skinny b- uh, word I can't say. And then Trump twenty 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 four twenty eight and so forth. Um. Wow. This this is uh, the world we're living in. You know what I think? I think this is a, a good sign because you've now achieved a level of success on YouTube where people want to like shit on you for unreasonable reasons. And that's like, that's what happens to like people with big followings, right? As like occasionally somewhat like, I don't know, like Justin Timberlake. I'm sure there's someone who's a music reviewer who shows up and is like, wow, Justin Timberlake's such a fucking cuck. This music sucks. <laughs> and that only happens to just like the SoCo show doesn't get shit bag reviews like that because mm-hmm. we don't have enough people listening to us for people who hate us to be seeing our shit. And so I think this is a good sign. I think that I think welcome to superstardom. Well, Jared, you're gonna have to get used to stuff like this. And And, and it's so funny because you know last week on the soco show like literally minutes before it ended you know i hit that uh uh goal or that milestone rather of of a million views and then boom all of these people come out of the word work so maybe is it youtube (laughs) just opening up the floodgates yeah no once you hit a million they turn the the uh um, homophobe filter off yeah they turn that knob up a lot they're like send them some pieces of shit over there oh my god Um, it's like it's like a big like a big old white woman like a, a big round one and she smokes and she's got a smoker's voice so she sounds like this and she runs she runs the gauge and when she saw you tick to a million she she like blew out her smoke she was like you asked for it kid <laughs> and then she kid. turned it on and like shook her head i can i can picture this crystal clear as day like she's got rollers in her hair yep rollers there's Pink like rollers. a dead cat on the ground because she hasn't fed it oh. um oh, somebody man. pick up garfield I, <laughs> get him some more lasagna um, i'm curious though because cody you you've said it here and a lot of people have said it as well where you you've hit this success platform when people start hating on you for no good reason like is that kind of the gauge that we're all going by because i guess i just cool i mean if that's the case but i find it so baffling that a stranger what are these people doing in their day-to-day life like yeah do you have a hobby i mean i think for a lot of for a lot of trolls i think that is their hobby but i think the the distinction between like 
being too small to have haters and being big enough to have haters to me is like people only say that shit to someone who they don't recognize as a person. Um, and like, I've done the same thing with like football players, for example, I don't feel good about this, by the way, I don't think this is a good quality, but I've been like, Oh, fuck that guy. I don't care that he broke his leg. He needs to be out there. Like (laughs) you have, there has to be a distance between you and that other person to the extent to which they think, Oh, that's not a real person. That's like an idea or a character or whatever it is. And they wouldn't say that shit to your face, but because you're like a YouTube person, they feel like they can say it. Um, but, but also the room is big enough. They feel like they can yell that shit and not actually get heard. And so they won't have to face consequences. So I think it's, I think I'm not saying it's like great and you should be stoked because obviously it's fucking awful, but (laughs) I think that only exists because you've reached a following that's big enough for someone to exist in that group. So I think, I think there are two outcomes with these types of people. Um, one of them is the sad one where they're either young now and they're in their you know, they're a kid or in their teens or whatever. And eventually, and they're just going to keep doing this the rest of their life and end up sad and alone and probably dead early. Um, and then the other one is they're young and they're going to grow up and realize, Oh shit, I was a shitty person. Um, I feel bad about this. And this will like randomly pop up in their head. Like sometimes like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. That, that. Why did I say that? That was really stupid. Why did I care this much about an arbitrary fucking movie that he has his own opinion on? It's, and it's that maybe someday you get an apology for, for someone's comments like these. Oh, oh, I'm just, I, I'm waiting for that because I will shift the tides there and just tell them that they're a soy boy. That's what he's a soy boy. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! What if in fucking twenty years, some guy walks up to you and he's like, "Hey, man, I called I'm you Juice Soy Boy sixty nine. I'm the guy who called you Soy Boy." And you're like, "Juice Kid sixty nine? That's you?" And he's like, "Yeah, I came to apologize." And then you knock his ass out right there. Oh yeah, oh. It, it's one hundred percent the scene from Billy Madison where he's like, "I'm glad I called that guy," where he has the, yeah, yeah. the list of names of people that have wronged him. Um, yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It's 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 baffling. The thing is, that you guys have kind of uh, painted a clearer picture for me where. Um, it's it's that distance it's that idea it's it's the the sh- hiding behind a screen essentially where i'm i'm curious on how uh, is this going to continue not just for myself but like for everyone moving forward with you know the times we're in with the rise of social media and everything like that hmm. well i don't know I think it might depend on uh, what happens you know with the results here coming up but uh um yeah I, that's I, I do think though and i actually had this thought today if and, and being entirely serious not not even just trying to be political i do think it's going to be really bad for a year or so um if the current trends continue and biden wins in terms of those type of people who are online like that i think it's going to be really bad for a year or so where people are going to say whatever the hell they want even more so and be even more vocal um, mm-hmm. hopefully they wear themselves out and they just scream into a void and people don't respond or whatever. And eventually that they kind of recede like they used to. Um, but I do think for a while, if the likely thing happens, the it's going to be bad for a little bit on, especially mm-hmm. online, Facebook and Twitter. It's going to be really, it's going to be get, 
get really personal and really ugly. One one thing I want to oh, say yeah. is like you're saying that these people might you know feel guilty about it and then want to apologize. Like I lay I don't, I don't know if I if everyone has this happen, but like I will lay awake at night and think of something really dumb I did at like ten years old, and I will never not remember it. Like it is <laughs> always there. So are those people hopefully gonna remember that shit? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I do that same shit, and I think that's the dream, is, like, one day they'll wake up, bolt upright in their room, and be like, oh, shit, I was awful. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully all the uh, hopefully all the jackasses of the world uh, wake up in the middle of the night and realize it one day, but we'll, we shall see. Um, we, we're going to do our best. Uh, well, I, I, I say that. That's not true at all. Um, I was going to say we will do our best to take your minds off of the election this week, but we're actually going to do a fair amount of uh, election-related material today, so we're kind of the opposite. Um, but we'll do it in a lot, in a lot more fun uh, than I'm sure you've, you've been watching on CNN and, and on Fox and on uh, NBC and whatever else this week. Um, so we got some, uh, we think, some fun uh, election and political-related things to talk about later in the show. We got a couple reviews, a little light on the reviews this week. Um, but uh, still have plenty of fun along the way. And it was Seth's week for We Missed the Boat, so we're going to get to him as well. Um, but before we get into any of that, and before we get to even our chic tweets, uh, Seth, we, it sounds like we got some questions from Twitter here. Of course you do. You know we do. You, I know, you know what I forgot? <laughs> I forgot because I got shit-faced drunk on our, our show last week, taking all those shots. We have a sounder. <laughs> I can bring us into the question section. Here we go. Any questions? <laughs> we do have questions. Yes, David. Who are we hearing um, from this week? Uh, we're hearing from Mike V again. I'm just going in order, and he sent uh, at least 32 in, so we'll be going for Hell a while. Yeah. <laughs> Hell um, yeah. He said, his question is pretty simple. What is the worst movie you've ever watched? Ooh. Honestly, one, the first... Oh, I, have, right I have one loaded You ready? Up. You got, I got one right now. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Get out of here. Get out of here. Squirrel nuts! Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. That has to be on the list this weekend. Holy okay, crap. I got a question. That's David Arquette, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because yeah, that was going through my head both times I was watching Scream 1 and 2. The whole time I was just thinking squirrel nuts the whole time. <laughs> squirrel nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. What's your actual? Obviously, obviously, that's not a real answer because Scott Pilgrim is oh, incredible. Um, man, the worst movie I've ever watched. That is actually pretty tough. Scary Movie Five is up there. Michael appreciate Ooh. that. I dragged him to that. You guys, <laughs> you guys went to that in the movie theater? Fuck yeah! Oh, I, I like chose that over. I, I think a good movie that had come out too. The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know what mine... I think my initial reaction is the beach bum, um, which I saw last year. And I know last year it was my it was my least favorite because the first thought I had was Serenity. <laughs> and I remember I always had Serenity at the bottom of my list until I saw Beach Bum. And then it was Serenity and then Beach Bum at the bottom of my list. And they both have McConaughey in them. Go figure. Um recently that is definitely my answer i hated that all the way through i also last year really fucking hated charlie's angels i thought that was awful mm, um, mm-hmm. but uh it wasn't it didn't offend me in the in the way that the beach bum did uh i was like angry at, at how shitty that movie was but i don't know jared you got any shit movies that 
that come to mind? I mean, with the fact that we pretty much were seeing everything for the last, like, what, two and a half, three years. Yeah. There's a lot of stinkers in there, but I'm trying <laughs> to remember back in the day of movies. Like, there's a, there's a Patton Oswalt joke about Deathbed, the bed that eats people. <laughs> um, I actually watched that movie, and it is pretty darn bad but then again you have to think oh this was made in the 70s they finished it in 2000s like it's bad but it's like one of those the room bad where it's so bad it's kind of goofy and fun like a riff tracks type thing um i would say unless i think of another one i'm gonna say movie 43 like that movie okay there's a couple sketches in there and jokes that are hilarious but it's because it's so bad it's funny but that is just a bad movie i remember squirrel nuts uh, (laughs) (laughs) squirrel nuts there you go we um i watched movie 43 like this year or at least within the last 12 months because i remember i remember thinking it can't be that bad and it is it totally fucking is i went into that movie knowing it was shit that and fantastic four or fan four stick um are the only movies where i've gone in hearing that it's the worst movie ever and then still agreed usually if something <laughs> awful i'll find something to like about it so i can be contrarian because i'm a dick like that um but i couldn't there's not a redeeming quality in either of those movies movie movie 43 is a good one except when i think of it i think of hugh jackman with his balls yep yep that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking about or when um chris pratt gets hit by the car and poops all over the windshield <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, someone needs to grab that GIF and post it online. That would do some pretty good traction right now. Uh, that Chris Pratt stuff because people don't <laughs> like him as much. Yeah, there are there's there's a couple of funny nuggets in there, but uh, yeah, movie forty three is pretty fucking awful. So there you go, Mike. Movie forty three, uh, scary movie five, uh, the beach bum, all some pretty pretty terrible movies. Uh, and throw in Fantastic Four while you're at it. That movie's awful. I, I, I think my thing... So, Jared, you were talking about, like, uh, the the bed that kills people and whatever else. I feel like a movie that's either really old or if even if it's newer, but I know it had a small budget, I I never hate those movies. I, I never, really, like, say that they're awful because I'm like, they had obstacles. Um, but if a movie that had a budget is bad, like, that offends me and I get pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, my answer was always going to be something that had a budget, like Beach Bum or Fantastic Four. Like, those are bad movies to me. The other ones are, like, B movies. And they, they I, I give them free reign to be awful. I, 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 don't, I don't make them hurt as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they're throwing like millions, millions of dollars <laughs> at something and it just completely is shit, then it's like, oh, God, this is really bad. But if they spent, you know, like, mm-hmm. like if they had the budget of paranormal activity, it's like, I'll, I'll let it slide, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't know. Those are some bad movies, man. Mike V uh, with the, uh, what's Mike's Twitter handle? Oh, fuck, I went off of it. God damn it. I'm, I'm hard, uh, I think it's at Mike Vandenhall. Okay, at Mike Vandenhall. That's, uh, that's the Twitter. Go, go give Mike a follow on Twitter. And if you want to get your question answered right here on the SoCo Show, tweet it at SoCo Show Pod. And uh, Seth will throw it in the queue and answer it. We answer at least one a week. Uh, we actually did a few on the live show recently, which, by the way, was a lot of fun. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to everyone who joined us. Excuse me. Uh, everyone who joined us on October 28th had a blast yet again. Our next live show, November 19th, coming up in just a couple weeks here. Um, let's see. Let's go forth. Uh, I mentioned we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got our questions out of the way. Let's hear some chic tweets. I call you a punk.
We got a little uh, chic tweet journey uh, this week, and no, I don't mean like uh, you know, uh, don't stop believing. Um, this is a little. This is actually a journey that we go on with the with the chic. So, um, uh, he he starts. He's been tweeting lately about Hulk Hogan and how Hulk Hogan is uh, bad compared to um, certain things like Sprite and stuff like that. And this one, he tweets uh, Hulk Hogan. You are worse than the prize I get with the hundred tickets from that jabroni Chuck E. Cheese. And so he didn't add anyone. He just, you know, wrote that tweet. And then Chuck E. Cheese, at Chuck E. Cheese, uh, give him a follow, uh, replied with, a hundred tickets gets you a Jolly Rancher. So, you know, little little banter back and forth. (laughs) Um, So then Iron Sheik replies, Jolly Rancher, exclamation, question mark, exclamation, question mark. Where is the Slinky or Garfield eraser? Come on, Chucky Bubba, you have to do better for the Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> He's haggling now, okay. Yeah. And so the first tweet from Chucky um, is, is all, it's just written like a normal sentence, um, lowercase and all that stuff. Now he replies with all caps, just like, for, just like the Sheik. For a Hall of Famer and champion, you get one of those frogs that bounce, a balancing eagle and a life-size Mr. Munch. Um... <laughs> Iron Sheik replies with, Chucky Bubba, talk is cheap. I win the gold medal, and if you get smart with me, I put you in my camel clutch. And then he tweets again with another tweet. Throw in a pair of finger cuffs, some skee-ball tokens, a large pepperoni pizza, and a pitcher of ice-cold beer, and we have a truce, Bubba. Are they going to David Busters? <laughs> And I, 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 this is hilarious because yeah, <laughs> oh, there's so more. Much better if Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, yeah, finish it out, Seth. All right, there's two more. So then Iron Sheet or Chucky responds with the sheet gets a thousand extra tokens and a Nerf football, large pepperoni, and all you can drink Pepsi and an Oreo Bootacular brownie, and the friendship of the Monday Night <laughs> Mas- Mousiah for life, which is a pun off of a wrestler Monday Night Messiah, and he's the Monday Night Mousiah. <laughs> Gosh. Um, and then he said, hashtag truce. And then Iron Sheik ends it here with, we have a deal, Chucky Bubba. You are a good mouse, not like that jabroni Mickey. Truce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, occasionally someone asks me, why do you read Sheik tweets on your podcast? Why do that? This is why. That was that was <laughs> ideal. We just got the Iron Sheik going toe-to-toe. With Chuck E. Cheese, he just walks right up to him and he goes, "Give me what I want." He gets he gets, he gets Mr. Cheese to bend over and and, and give him what he wants, and uh, then we just got to take our audience through it. This is magical. This is exactly why I wanted to do a podcast. I feel fulfilled. That's a perfect cheek tweet. <laughs> I call you a punk. All right, let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free! Mathis Mathis Designs, excuse me, find our good friend Steph on mathisdesigns.com for all your stationary and graphic design needs or to commission a piece of your own. Get that piece. (laughs) Get that piece. (laughs) Uh, Mike's Wood, find them over at etsy.com slash shop slash corn fed and wed and if uh you're shopping for the holiday season and you want to get 10 percent off your order use the code soco show pod mike v throwing the soco listeners a bone uh, so head over there and get your gift shops to get your woodworked again that's etsy.com slash shop slash corn fed and wed 
Oh my. What? 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 Oh man. Uh, The very talented NPA is on Spotify. Um, He's the guy that does our music at the beginning and the end of the podcast. Uh, Fantastic musician in his own right as well. Uh, New music released over on the page too. So, link to. And nude uh, music. And nude music, yes. I'm, I'm totally recorded it all naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to hear new music from Nolan uh, slash NPA, head over to the Spotify link in our description box. Uh, check him out. Give him a follow over there so you can catch all new music as it's released. Uh, and if you can't catch enough NPA over there, he's also a collaborator with our very own Jared Buckendall on Room 56 Studios. So if you need help uh, improving the quality of your podcast, your YouTube video, uh, you need graphic design, video work, audio editing, head over to room56studios.com. Waka waka. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not. I thought it was the what? I was mixing it up. I still got the. Uh, I still got it. What? Yeah, I still got both. I was trying to do it at the same time to see if I could match it, but. You timed it perfectly. I just hit you with that sick juke move. I can't, I can't be getting predictable, Seth. What are we going to do? Play the same Iron Sheik sounder every episode for episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You got to keep things fresh. Um, let's see. If you, if you want to keep things fresh on your podcast, uh, do it with Anchor. Uh, here, let's, let's do a quick ad. Uh, yeah, there you go. Previously recorded ad for Anchor. Here you go. All right, Anchor, don't forget, that's the place where you can leave us a voicemail. If you want to hear your very own voice on the SoCo Show, you can leave us a message uh, over there, and we might play it. Uh, Also, it's the place where you can go to become an Anchor Wanker. That's what we call our supporters on the Anchor page. You can click, uh, click right through to our Anchor page, click Become a Supporter, and choose the amount that's right for you if you want to kick us a few bucks a month. Uh, it is greatly appreciated. All that money goes right back into the show. Uh, we use it for software. We use it for hardware. Um, and it constantly keeps us uh, improving the show and, and keeping it going. So we appreciate all of our current Anchor Wankers. Uh, Wanker. And if you want to become one for your own, uh, head over to Anchor to do that. Uh, if you're not a wanker, uh, we certainly appreciate wanker. your time and your clicks here as well. Any clicks uh, on the show do help because uh, we get a little ad revenue off of them as well so uh thank you for clicking thank you for being with us and of course thank you uh for sharing the soco show with friends so we can grow the party wankers <laughs> wanker there we go one for good measure um guys as i mentioned before we are going to get a little bit political uh on the show this week hopefully a little little lighter uh than some of the stuff folks are watching uh most of the time this week but we are going to do a politically related mambo number five here we go Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. Alrighty, so we're going to do political movies this week. Mambo number five, the three of us are just going to each count down our top five movies um, in this particular category. So uh, political movies, pretty straightforward. I did say, uh, I I told the guys, we can be pretty loose with the definition. So if if anything is politics or politics adjacent in your movie, um, because strangely enough, uh, this group has not seen a lot of the really excellent classic uh, political movies. So this will be an interesting list. Uh, you might hear a stretch a little bit uh, to get to something political, but uh, nevertheless, here we go. Number five. I'm going to go at number five, and, and you'll you'll realize my, my movies skew a bit new, um, but I'm going to go with a movie I think came out in somewhere around 2013, uh, but Ryan Gosling and George Clooney. This one's called The Ides of March. Um, and I, I don't hear a lot of people talk about this movie, but I, I do remember it getting advertised when it came out. Essentially, Clooney is a candidate, I don't know, for senator or, or something of that nature, governor maybe. And um, 
Ryan Gosling works on his campaign. And so he's kind of a he's kind of a jack of all trades, kind of a fixer type guy, uh, almost like Stamper in House of Cards. And <laughs> he has there's some uh, potentially controversial info uh, that might be about to come out that might hurt George Clooney's campaign. And so uh, Gosling is tasked with kind of covering it up. But then also Gosling is is maybe doing a little politicking of his own, uh, maybe sneaking around, making some deals uh, that are going to benefit him as well. So very much, you know, political movie, a lot of intrigue, a lot of backstabs, um, a lot of secrets. Um, And it's been a while since I've seen this one, but I really enjoyed it. So I've got it at number five here. My number five. I don't know if this might be a punt if someone maybe did a little stretching. I mean, it's technically is political. Uh, Long shot. Oh, oh, shoot. I, I have, have the it. poster on my wall and I didn't even write it. Down. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I think it counts. Yeah. Yeah. Because Charlize Theron is uh, she a senator in that? Yeah. yeah Secretary so. of State. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's where it's political. I mean, otherwise, it's, you know, a funny romantic comedy com- or just straight up comedy. Um, I think, you know, we it's recent. So we've talked about it, but. Um, it's it's one of my higher ranked comedies in the last probably three four years. Um, I thought it was really funny and uh, a pretty good movie overall. Jared has some clothing from it, so yeah, long shot. Fuck yeah, yeah. I liked I... this one a lot, but I'm not I'm not the super fan you are, Jared. You you still remember this one fondly? Yeah, yeah. It was uh it was a good one. Um, I think that this one. Uh, I mean, I I thought it was really. <sighs> Surprisingly, you don't think that that relationship between uh, Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen would work because mm-hmm. you're uh, just from their appearance. But it, the movie surprisingly does feel like a rom com comedy political movie at the core and everything. Yeah, I like that mm-hmm. one. So for mine, I uh, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't seen a lot of political movies, so I was I was very kind of stumped. I almost said one of the Star Wars uh, prequels in here because uh, there's, some, <laughs> there's some politics, right? Um, I am the Senate. <laughs> I am. And then Jar Jar gives a uh, uh, power to the Supreme Chancellor. Um, Ugh, fucking Jar Jar. I'm, Spoilers. This is, this is a huge stretch, but I'm going to say Team America. <laughs> Team America World Police. Because <laughs> there's definitely politics in there. They're dealing with uh, the Screen Actors Guild. They're dealing with North Korea. There's all that stuff. Um if you haven't seen it, it's the same dudes that did uh, South Park. It's with puppets. It's very raunchy, very graphic, very inappropriate, but uh, experimental. I'll say that. Um, very funny. There's a lot of quotable lines and a lot of scenes that you do not want to see two puppets engage in. Um, yeah, <laughs> Team America World, please. America. You know what's funny about this one? Fuck yeah! Um, <laughs> <laughs> So we all just had this experience where we watched Borat again after all this time. And we were like target demographic for a lot of the jokes in Borat. It was a similar thing. I feel like Team America came out around the same time. And there was a lot of like really juvenile fart and dick and puke (laughs) jokes. Um, Literally, there's poop jokes. Yep. Yeah, and and I'm wondering if we watched that one again because South Park they, right. they tend to have a little bit more meaning um, than than you would imagine. I'm wondering if that one has aged well, similarly to Borat from around the I, same time. I will grab my DVD and I will bring it with me this weekend. 
awesome. right. Yeah, the put it on the put it on the list for anyone who I guess you most of you guys wouldn't know because why would you? Um, Jared and Seth are going to come out. <laughs> Jared and Seth are going to come out and visit me. Um, uh, actually, the day after we're recording this podcast, so we we're going to run back a whole list of uh, we've been keeping a list of the movies that we want to watch. So we're not uh, we're not next week's show. You. You'll get to hear more about that. Cody, we're not visiting. You guys are moving you. in. This, this is a business trip. We are expensing this to the SoCo Show and J Buck Studios. Free trip. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> We're going to need a lot more anchor support, guys. Uh, we need to step it up because we got to buy some plane tickets. Um, but yes, I, I do want to watch Team America again just to see if it if it's smarter than I remember because I really just remember the, the fuck yeah song. I think this is a movie Seth and I watched together for the first time. Probably. And we laughed our heads off at that shit. Mm-hmm. Number four. Number four for me, I, I don't think either of you have seen this. Um, the movie is Election. Um, and this is uh, Reese Witherspoon and Matthew ah, Broderick. I thought it was the one without her spoon. This? Damn. No, oh, I haven't seen yet. that one. This is, this is back when she had her spoon still. Good, um, good. She is very young in this movie. She's playing yeah. uh, Tracy Flick. She's playing like 17. And she can't be much older than that. This came out in like 97, I want to say. 99 maybe. Um, but uh, this is politics on a small scale. This is a student body president election at a suburban high school. And there are some potential scandals uh, within the high school that that come out along the way. And it ends up being like the the conceit of the movie is that the election becomes way more serious than any student body president election should be in, in like a town like this. And so they take very seriously a lot of things that you would see in, you know, what I'll say is a, a real political election. Um, but then they apply it uh, and they put it over this, uh, they put it behind this facade of a high school. And it's it's funny, but it's also pretty poignant. Um, and I think it's aged well. I only just saw it like a couple of years ago. So it was 20 years old uh, or so when I saw it. But this is the one I would recommend the folks go back to. Maybe one for the, uh, for the Miss the Boat lists for you guys. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. But I hear about it a lot. It's it's one mm-hmm. that, I, that uh, I see a lot of people recommend. Um, my number four is uh, I know a movie you had watched recently, Cody, because it was on your Mambo, um, which could be a couple things, but this one is Thank You for Smoking. I yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. This is an honorable, I had an honorable mention. I dug this one a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aaron Eckhart, um, Two-Face. Um, it's a, it, it's uh, it, politically involved with, like, there's, uh, it's a lobbyist and uh, for tobacco, and there's senators and stuff involved. So definitely uh, there's some politics involved in this one. Um, but it's uh, right, Jason Reitman who doing the upcoming Ghostbusters, so it's got some fun um, and really funny dialogue. But it's also um, a very um, just uh, trying to think of the words here. I'm, I'm at a loss. Um, but it's 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 a very um, I mean it's just overall well written. There's there's uh, definitely a lot of intrigue involved here, along with being funny. So yeah, thank you for smoking. Isn't that kind one of a I'm, dark? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Kind of it, dark it was comedy. like dark. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like dark and self-aware, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it knows. I think there's some fourth walling too. I think he speaks to the audience. Um, and Eckhart, he's he's one of those guys that can deliver that kind of fast pace, technical sounding language. And and I'm going to talk about an actress who does that in a second. Um, and to 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 get him in that role, it was a perfect role for him. Um, and yeah, it was it was a comedy, but not. 
like knee slapping. It was just like, oh yeah, that's ironic. It was like mm-hmm. really well written comedy. It was good stuff. I like Reitman. That was one of the things Seth has had me on a Reitman track for a while now, um, ever since I think Tully. And uh, yeah, I've enjoyed his stuff. This is a good example. Mm-hmm. Um, my list is I'm gonna be honest, just complete randomness. So this next <laughs> one, the the, norm, the numbers next to this don't mean anything anymore. Um, Sing Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Black Sheep. Um, Dude, with, uh, with that Chris is such Farley. a good. <laughs> oh. That is the perfect amount of stretch for this Mambo number five. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Farley, uh, David Spade. I mean, it's it's right after their uh, great... Uh, God, what was the... Tommy Boy? Tommy Boy, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was right yeah, after Tommy, Tommy Boy. Boy. And they were trying to, you know, <laughs> capture that, uh, that magic, essentially, of them going on a road trip, trying to help his brother win, um, I think, Governor or something. I can't remember. But it's them just going on this most bizarre road trip of a sense where he is literally like the black sheep of the family and they're trying to hide him. They run into... Uh, uh, Gary Busey in the woods and he's like a weird army guy with a rocket launcher like it is a 90s weird comedy that honestly doesn't I don't know if it still holds up because there's also scenes where the roof of their cabin like blows off and then it starts hailing on them it it is weird it is a weird 90s comedy that they tried to capture Tommy Boy once again, and I think they did, but in a completely roundabout, accidental way. This was one of this. I, I swear I'm not making this up. This used to be one of my favorite movies when I was growing up because I think they played it a lot on like TBS. Um, and this, I I've always said I like this movie better than Tommy Boy, and I I know that's an unpopular take, but I, I've seen it like a do, like a dozen times, and I just have seen Tommy Boy like twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie's fucking hilarious. <laughs> they're, they're hysterical in it. Farley's awesome, and it's just one of those movies where like they just keep having horrible luck. Um, Seth, have you seen this one? I actually don't think I have. I mean, I, like you said, it's pro- I've probably seen it like in bits and pieces on. Um, Comedy Central, TBS, yeah, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But no, I, no, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched the entirety of it. Oh, yeah. That one's a recommend. I like Black Sheep. Especially for folks who, who have seen Tommy Boy too many times and want mm-hmm. new jokes to laugh at. Number three. Okay, so this is my one obligatory classic that I have on here, and I think at least one of us had to have this. Uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Um, this is, like, crazy fucking old. Um, Jimmy Stewart is in it from like, whenever he was acting. Um, but it's this regular guy um, goes to Washington and he essentially filibusters. And I don't even remember. It's been a long time since I watched this. I don't remember what the cause is that he's speaking for or against. But he essentially is filibustering, which in, in politics, you, you essentially uh, you get control of the attention. Where, so like everyone you have the room and you're talking and then you don't give it up and you just keep talking and talking and talking to delay a vote. And so that's what he's trying to do. And so it's this, it's basically an endurance contest for him to keep talking through this whole thing. And he's like falling asleep and he can't stop to eat or pee or anything like that. And he just keeps having to filibuster for whatever reason. Um, and it's a really good performance um, by Jimmy Stewart. And one of the, like, if you pull up any, if you Google list of best political movies, it'll be up near the top. It's a really, really good one. 
Um, so for folks who want to see something in some black and white on our lists, occasionally we have to uh, we have to flash our our cinephile card and and have uh, uh, something that's a, a typical pick on our list. So I took care of that one this week. And I have Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No, my number three is not Citizen Kane. Uh, it's the other Jason Reitman movie I had, The Front Runner, um, with mm-hmm. uh, Hugh, ja- Hugh Jackman. Um, this one's uh, more of a biopic. Uh, actually, Thank You for Smoking is a biopic as well, but um, more, I don't know, uh, definitely more politically driven because it's about this guy who is like pretty much the favorite to, to win and his whole everything collapsed on him. Um, but Hugh Jackman's awesome in this. Um, again, it's got kind of self-aware, uh, dark comedy stuff to it. Um, good performances all around. I, the whole uh, 80s aesthetic is really cool. Um, I like this one a lot. This is one that's kind of grown on me o- over over time. And uh, Front Runner's uh, a good one to check out. Mm-hmm. I like this one a lot. Yeah, this, this is one I still got to check out. I know that you guys were both high on it and whatnot. Um, let's see. You're high. No, I'm not. Not right now. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, I, I typed in political thrillers. I love a good political thriller. This is popping up, so I'm going to go with it. I don't know if this is going to make the cut, but I'm going to go with The Post. Is this a political thriller? Yeah, I think I, I've seen that on some lists. I, I I think it's definitely politically involved. Yeah, the thing is, uh, I'm I'm looking this up on uh, my Google, and it, I don't know, it's messed up. Where it's saying it's a political thriller, but then also a drama afterwards. Um, but yeah, I guess I don't know when I I think I saw this on like Netflix or something, and I just really enjoyed uh, kind of the the way it played out, like the story, because it was it was what the Vietnam War or something. Where it was it was. Mm-hmm what not it was that concept or that that subject matter that i honestly knew nothing about and i love how it kind of unra- uh, unraveled itself through uh th- through the story and kind of the information that unfolds with the sources and you know kind of like should we go to print should we not them racing against other newspapers and stuff plus plus the cast is is awesome in there as well yeah what tom hanks meryl streep uh spielberg did this bob odenkirk Oh yeah, Bob. Odenkirk is in a supporting role. Um, his character, I think, is one of them that goes on to be because some of the same individuals in this story are in all the President's Men, and I think one of the main characters of that movie is Bob Odenkirk. I could be very wrong about that. I don't know, um, but I love the Post. But I like investigative journalism movies are my shit, um, and I, I've realized that in the last couple of years. Like, if you have investigative journalism in your movie, I'm going to be there. I'm probably going to be in the front row, and I'm probably going to be hard. Um, so i was cranked about the post i i think i even picked it to win the oscar that year um but uh i I guess i i was higher on it than most people um including you seth i remember you didn't like that one quite quite as much as i did yeah it sucked um (laughs) no no i i it was fine i just yeah I, i didn't think it was needed to be oscar nominated that year number two Okay, so I put this one on here because I just watched it, and I needed a way to talk about it on the podcast, and I already have one more thing. Um, I just recently watched Miss Sloan. This is uh, Jessica Chastain from just a few years ago. Neither of you guys mm-hmm. saw this, did you? No. It is awesome. Um, she is a lobbyist, and she's like a super high-powered, like, tough-as-nails, you know, like, don't-fuck-with-me woman, like Jessica Chastain tends to play, and... Um, 
she's a lobbyist and she ends up she works for a firm that wants her to take um the side of the gun lobby and lobby against a gun control bill um but she doesn't she doesn't believe in that she's like she doesn't want to go against her morals so what she actually does is she leaves her firm and takes a job for the opposition and fights against her old firm which is like really high powered and she has like no money and has to take on this high powered firm um using her connections there's a shit this is almost a heist movie there's so much like planning and strategy and backstabbing and stuff that and twists in this movie um that it'll keep you like really engaged the whole way through it's like two hours ten minutes or so um and jessica chastain like her in molly's game like that's my favorite version of her acting and it's that like i'm gonna read you a bunch of technical knowledge in a way that you know i know what i'm fucking talking about and she just stomps around as the authority in that movie and like if if you've seen her in other stuff you know exactly what i'm talking about it's more (laughs) of that and i love it so i just watched this like over the weekend and uh, really dug it a lot. It's a high recommend for me. I think I watched it on like HBO, so I think it's out there for folks to see. But I would recommend it, and I know almost no one saw it. Yeah, I was gonna say that's one I've seen like scrolling through Netflix over the mm-hmm. years, um, but never have watched. It's excellent. I dug it a lot. Uh, my number two is um, one of the greatest political figures of all time, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, I could have put I could have put the documentary, but I would just went with the movie um, on the basis of sex. Uh, have you guys seen this one? I, have I not. still haven't. I, have, I haven't seen either of them. Oh, man. Hold on a second. I might need to make note of that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> hold on a second. I need to write this one down in my uh, hand in the notebook. <laughs> Don't want to forget that one. <laughs> um but no, this uh, Felicity Jones is in this one, um, who was in a terrible Star Wars movie. But fuck you! Um, <laughs> I don't get no respect. <laughs> um, but Felicity Jones plays uh, our our uh, RBG um, Army Hammers in this one as well, playing her husband. Um, it's about the start of her career, um, mostly about actually her in law, but in, involved in that is a lot of um, political movements, especially with women. So. Um, it's it's a fantastic movie um it's a, another one that's kind of grown on me over time um so yeah uh on the basis of sex check it out check check <laughs> check 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 it out what, what what what's it all about all right uh my number two uh this is just one because it's recent recency in my mind and everything and we kind of talked about it a couple weeks ago i'm gonna go with the trial of the chicago seven Mm. Yeah. This, uh, I think we were all pretty high on this film where um, the talent is wonderful. No, I'm not high, okay? (laughs) (laughs) For the record, people listening, I am not high right now. If I was, I'd be like, yeah, um, it was this this trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah. Um, but no, the the talent all around. I mean, we, we've talked about it in the last like what month or whatever a couple times. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jeremy Strong, Mark Rylance, everyone is fantastic. Plus, it's an awesome story um, to really kind of almost educate yourself. But like, uh, Aaron Sorkin is able to take a bore, essentially a boring courtroom material, and make it so intriguing and enthralling, and just the the dialogue going back and forth the the education of you know you know uh showing you this event in history but making it interesting so then you're kind of like 
intrigued in it you know like if you're just gonna read it it's, it's boring i guess that's how i am but uh yeah aaron sorkin you did a great job man you're just again you're over here pork and sorkin yeah pork and sorkin <laughs> hit that sounder sorkin Porkin. <laughs> do we have a uh sorry we don't have the pork and sounder anymore oh, <laughs> Pete, david Peter s porkins get rid of that one. <laughs> oh man come on anchor wankers we need some more money for the pork wanker <laughs> Did you say David S. Porkins? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that is funny. Any question? <laughs> um, I I thought about putting this on my list and decided not to. Um, and not that I didn't love it, movie. You In fact, you done my job, movies of the year. I, this is probably my number one. Um, although I, I keep forgetting when I make my list that Onward came out this year, and I fucking loved Onward. Um, really? Yeah, you I mean, guys. Yeah, you haven't watched. Year. You haven't watched any new shit. No, dude, I haven't seen any new movies. I've seen five new movies. I couldn't even do. I couldn't even do a top ten list. Um, but anyway, but I loved Onward, and I loved. Oh. Um, I loved the Chicago Seven, and I think that's where Onward is where we had to come up with Wet Neck as a uh, as a review category for me. Yeah. Jared, we we went to that in like February in, in Des Moines. Oh my god, we did. That's that's how long this fucking oh. year feels. Yeah, I forgot because you guys might have even seen it early, and I didn't. we did. We saw it like two um, weeks early. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, that was one of the last couple of movies I went to. Anyway, fucking onward. Besides the point, um, Chicago Seven probably my top movie of the year so far. Uh, really, really, really enjoyed this one. It's a fucking banger. Number one. I would be shocked if you guys had this because I got so much shit two years ago for putting this movie in my top ten list. I don't know if you guys remember this, but Oh Vice. my gosh, Alita? <laughs> that was <an> Alita. <laughs> Although I did get shit for that one. Um, Alita has a lot of politics. What if I? What if it had been Alita? That would have been funny as well. I anyway, would have kicked you uh, in the testicles tomorrow. <laughs> Vice. This is uh, Christian Bale you know as what? Dick Cheney. It's my number one as well. You know what? what? It's my number one as well. Boom! You know what? It's a sweep. You know why? It's because it's probably the most recent one I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Um, okay, well, let's just talk about Vice. Uh, Christian Bale is awesome. He's transformative as fucking Chaney in this, even besides the body mod stuff. Um, he does a really good Chaney. But um, the... Um, uh, the style for me, it was the style, and I can't remember the guy's names. Um, but um, the folks who did the Big Short, uh, they basically come back at you with that same exact Adam style. McKay. Really, McKay, that's right. Um, come at you with a lot of information, really fucking fast. A lot of it's pretty technical, but they 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 drop it down to a level I think most folks can understand. And um, you got to be able to to accept that this movie has a an agenda that it's trying to get across to you, and it doesn't hide that. Um, and so if you either agree with the agenda of this movie or you don't mind hearing, um, an agenda that you don't agree with, then, uh, I really, really liked Vice, but mainly those stylistic choices are what drew me to it. Uh, but this is another one that I know you guys weren't as high as me on, although, uh, you both have it at the top of your list, so maybe you were. Yeah, I like, I mean, it's, uh, I, I do like the movie. I mean, I didn't think, again, just like with The Post, I didn't think it was a, a top 10 movie that year, but, um, and it wasn't, don't get uh, no respect. <laughs> and and it definitely wasn't um, a. I think the thing you got mo- more shit about than it being in a top ten is you were picking it to win Oscars that year, um, like oh, the yeah. best picture. 
Um, and that's what I made fun of you for because it was like an automatic point loss. And I think you had it somewhat. <laughs> you, you like put more points on it because you're like, this will win me it because no one else will have this. Um, and you failed miserably. Um, you know, I think it, I think it was. Did Christian Bale win the Oscar? For he that? did. Yeah, he was he like did. a lock. Okay. Yeah, I remember that was that was big points. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I try not to remember those Oscar competitions. I never seem to do well. Yeah, you suck. Um, <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, also, um, Sam Rockwell doesn't get enough credit. I liked him as W oh in that one. W. Yeah. Um, he's such a good actor. So, such an underrated actor. That old Sam Rockwell. Um, but I like the style of it. I mean, they had the the scene where like they do the credits early and like all that kind of shit. Like. <laughs> All, all that I love that style um, wasn't as good as Big Short um, but I, I did I did like it and like you said there's not a lot of fucking political movies so I mean this is this is definitely the best one that I've seen of mm-hmm. political I mean you guys you guys have pretty much touched on everything um, I was a big fan of the Big Short mm-hmm. and I love the style of like taking this real life aspect but then throwing in very weird comedic elements like the the cutting to the the uh, credits early and all of these other things that come in there and kind of you know he's using it as like a way to explain something that's way more technical and whatnot uh yeah christian bale is amazing uh sam rockwell is just really goofy and funny they almost play him as like a child who doesn't know what's going on Um, like push (laughs) yeah yeah it uh it is one that i think if people haven't seen go and check it out because it's not your straight up you know dry um political type movie it's it's got humor thrown in there and and it's a style from adam mckay that is unique to him yep no doubt this one i think is out there uh so it's obviously going to get a recommend from us this week because it's at the top of our lists Uh, i think this is out there somewhere in the uh in the stream averse so if you're paying for the streaming services you might be able to find that one uh about half you are on my hbo so i would check there first (laughs) Um, that's true Uh, well, that's going to do it. We, uh, we all had the same. We didn't agree on anything until our number one. We all chose Vice at the top of our Mambo number five political movies this week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. I am really excited uh, for what we're going to do next. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be very exciting. We have placed Trust and Seth yet again. Uh, for a, a segment that uh, after the live show, I guess this is the second week in a row, Jared and I are going to be pitted against one another face to face. This is going to be the first ever SoCo debate. Here we go. Hollywood. <laughs> so Seth, you're, uh, I, I, we haven't heard the debate rules yet, so you're going to have to lay it out for us. So yeah, this is going to be, um, basically, uh, I have a coin here, uh, a quarter. I will flip a coin. Um, there's three topics, uh, and this is to choose who, go, who goes first. I have three topics here. They're all movie-related. Um, uh, I'll just tell them when we get to them. Um, there's going to be one side to take. Um, so there's one side or the other. Um, the coin is important because... Um, whoever wins the coin flip will get to choose which side. And then the other person, regardless of what they believe or not, has to, d- to argue the other side. So there's a little bit of an advantage here, but whoever's the best debater here, um, the master debater, um, after the three rounds, I will choose who, uh, who wins. I'll, maybe I'll even do it round by round, um, but I will choose the winner of the debate and they will be the master debater for the first SoCo live debate. Man, this is about to get messy. But they're it's all movie related. Messy. 
and maybe we'll you know if, if this is a if this goes well we'll do it with different topics we'll do like foods or condoms uh, <laughs> all kinds of different stuff <laughs> The, the only de- the only debate for the condom one is do you wear one yes or no oh that's nasty wow oh, wow wow that one, um, that one would be good wow I'll tell you what though whenever I do put on a condom I really like <laughs> that's that's just what that makes me think of um I'll tell you this I've had a lot of titles a lot of titles on this show master if debater had- is the only one I want. If, so if you I'm had coming, a meme, I'm coming for you, Jared. If you had a meme, it would be, uh, it would be, uh, where's a condom when he gets a foot job? That's that's how that relates. <laughs> I I so okay. We don't you gotta use protection, man. This isn't a sexy podcast, but and I'm not really into the whole foot thing. But if I were, I feel like I would wear a condom. I mean, it's just my feet. <laughs> like unless I can watch them fucking seriously clean those things, I don't want them on my stuff. That sounds. I, am, am I? Maybe we need to pull the audience. Twitter, Twitter, no. Facebook, let us know. Do you need to wear protection for a foot job? I just think it'd be more comfortable. What say you, Jared? Honestly, yeah. Maybe a condom, but at least use one of those, like, scrapey egg things to get rid of all of the dead skin. Because, honestly, Ooh. I've given a handful of foot rubs over the years, and some women out there, you got some real damn Jesus feet out there. Yeah. <laughs> some rough, <laughs> rough <Jesus> feet. <laughs> Jesus' feet makes two makes a double meaning because they look like Jesus's feet, and they also make me go Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you're gonna if you're gonna do the egg the cheese grater thing on your feet, don't do it with me in the room because I'm not gonna have anything to fill that condom up with if if I have to look at that because that yeah. shit is gross. And this yeah. isn't just a women thing. I don't want it to seem like we're bashing just the ladies here. Everyone with nasty cheese grater feet, I don't want them anywhere near me or my stuff. <laughs> So that's my reply. Seth, on the subject of foot jobs, that is my stance. <laughs> I yield my time. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, and I'm just getting warmed up, Jared. That's oh, kind of Jared, you're in trouble, man. <laughs> I, I really am. For the, so again, it'll be um, all movie related and kind of um, stuff we've talked about in the past. Um so it, it's relevant. This is kind of relevant. So for the first debate, as we know right now during the pandemic, um, a lot of us have had to adjust to adjust to um, a, to uh, watching movies at home because the theaters have been closed or showing limited things and there hasn't been a lot of new movies anyway to show in the theater. So through that time, I think we've all watched um, movies at home and at the theater now since, uh, except, you know, Cody hasn't recently, which is sad, but sorry to bring up bad you know bad stuff but yeah, anyway so we, we we've, we've experienced um both sides so moving forward or something moving forward in, in in terms of movie watching would you prefer to watch movies at home or do you still prefer the movie theater which is better Ooh. who okay. uh we have a coin flip here i have a 2006 shiny nevada coin um nevada which hopefully will come in uh, strong here in the next few hours to give us 271 okay. all right three two one tails it is heads jared would you oh. like to go first i will go second you're gonna go second okay so you're gonna take the other side uh cody would you prefer to debate movies at home or movies at the theater Ooh. wait hold on wait so so jared you realize that that's what you're doing you're letting me pick Oh yeah, what side? yeah. 
Because I, I okay. know I'm going to win no matter what. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, oh, it's tough. It's tough. I, I, I know what I think. I'm trying to think if I can prove it. Okay, I'm taking the theater. Okay. Um, let's see. I'll give you a timer here. Should you do like 60 seconds? 60 seconds? Ooh. Or 90 uh, okay. seconds? I can... Well, however much time, I'll, I'll take. Um, What's fair? Do, a minute? I'll just do some condensing. Two, minute, two minutes? Minute and a half? 90 seconds? Let's do 90 seconds. We don't, okay. we don't need to be doing this segment for half an hour. Okay. <laughs> That's true. All right, Cody. Your time starts now. Okay. Like, I, I only really need a few things uh, to win this argument. One, sound. Two, picture. Um. <laughs> I, you, there's nothing you can do at home. I don't care what kind of home theater system you have. There's nothing you can do on a reasonable budget that's going to replicate the size of the picture, the clarity of the picture, the, uh, the color, the, the way the color, the contrast of it. It's all best seen in the movie theater, and it's also best heard. Like, if you went to Tenet in the theater, you fucking know that you, you do not have speakers that loud at home. And I want speakers that loud at home. It's dark in there. Generally speaking, everyone's pretty good about shutting up, so I don't have to worry about someone in the room with me talking all the time. Um, I'm not distracted by my phone. That's the biggest thing for me, because I'll be scrolling on my phone if the movie is not engaging me. But if I'm in a theater, I'm stuck there watching it, and I enjoy things a lot more because of that. Um, I would also say the, com the seat comfort has really gone up in a lot of theaters lately. So the comfort argument is not something that I think can win anymore on your side, Jared. Um, and I will say uh, oh. corn, corn, NEMS, and soda at the theater taste way better. And believe me, I know because I have them at home. Um, taste way better at the movie theater than anything you buy in a store. I don't know why, but that's how it works. And time. All right. I, I said, oh, because Cody's attacking Jared. It's getting personal uh, now. I'm not All pulling right. any punches. All right. Jared, are you ready? I am ready, sir. So you're fighting for movies at home, trying to make a good counter argument. And hey, don't be afraid to make it personal. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your time starts in three, two, one. Now, ladies and gentlemen... I am going to tell you why watching movies at home on the comfort of your own couch at the safety of your own home is the right thing to do. Sure, the other opponent across from me, the co-host, his name, the co-host, um, he, he laid out some good points. But the thing is comfort. He's saying comfort. This, the loungy ones at the movie theater are so comfortable. At home, you have a variety of seats to choose from. You can sit in a just a regular chair that you're sitting at at like a graduation, or you can sit in a reclining chair, one that flips up. There's snacks in there. He's talking about popcorn. He's talking about soda. You know what? Boom. You lift open that uh, the armrest. Boom. There's popcorn and soda in there. Why are the ones? Why is one warm? Why is one cold? Who really gives a fuck? We're talking about this right now. We're debating this. So boom, comfort and snacks, accessibility right there. Also, subtitles. You're watching Tenet in the movie. Theater, you having a damn thing what they're saying <laughs> subtitles turn them on at home you can enjoy that if you want to know who that actor is don't worry you can pause it you can open up your phone and figure that out if you have to pee because guess what i can't hold myself for two hours in a movie theater anymore i have to get up and pee i can 
pause the movie and go to the restroom. Plus, plus, movie theaters don't have spaghetti and meatballs. I can have <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs on the comfort of my own couch with subtitles. And time. Man. So... He brought the heat. Wait, hold on. So are we going to get a chance to rebrand or is that the end? You just no, get that time? No, that's it. That's it. You get a minute and a half oh, and that's fuck. it. I forgot. I, f- I forgot my most important, like the point I was going to close with. I forgot. And so uh, I, I, don't worry. But if I had more time, uh, I could have. So really yeah, I think we'll get results round by round. Um, I, we should, I should think, we ask the audience? Well, we should definitely ask the audience. Yeah. I like mean, ask, if you're, if, yeah, yeah. If you're t- if you're on Twitter or Facebook, you gotta hit us up at Soko Show Pod and let us let us know where, where you land on not only the mm-hmm. debate in general. Do you like movie theaters or being at home? But who debated this topic better on this show? Uh, I could use so, I could use the support. I don't suspect I'm gonna get a lot of support here, so I, yeah. I I'm gonna need it from the listeners. <laughs> For the first round, I gotta say, I mean, I I agree with you, Cody, in terms of like movies at the theater are better. But Jared debated the hell out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, I think I think you know what I think you going first was a detriment because Jared had time to prepare and he he came in at the presentation and he had it he, he I mean he had he had me riled up again I'm like yeah man fucking spaghetti and meatballs so oh I do for this round have to go with Jared Jared gets the point for round two though Jared had the first go so I'm gonna uh, first choice so Cody. We'll, we'll give this one to you. Would you prefer to go first or second on the topic of, we talk a lot about movie times uh, here on the SoCo show. We know what I, what I technically prefer um, or typically prefer, but I can be swayed. Um, movies that are 90 minutes or less, or do you prefer movies that are over 90 minutes, which are better? Cody, would you like to go first or second? I'm going to go... I'll go second. I can win this for me this mm. time. <laughs> mm. Shit. Uh, all right, Jared. Mm-hmm. Which would you prefer to defend here? Movies that are 90 minutes or less or movies that are over 90 minutes? I'm going to say 90 minutes or less. All right, Jared. You you have the floor in three, two, one. Now, I am four movies that are 90 minutes or less and the reason so is because time is valuable everyone you listening to this podcast right now you are using your valuable time when you go to the movie theater that is entertainment and you have 90 minutes to watch this film the thing is you are gambling you might check the rotten tomato score it might be in the higher echelon of percentages and therefore it could be a good movie therefore your 90 minutes is spent well however if it is a bad movie guess what your time investment is much less only 90 minutes or less because guess what that is what i'm arguing for here if you're going to a movie <laughs> that is longer than that guess how much more time over your life that is wasted you could be using that time to, I guess, watch more movies, more 90-minute movies. Therefore, 90-minute movies, you're able to watch more in your entire lifetime. Good, bad, it doesn't matter. You're able to watch more. Quantity, people, not quality, quantity. All right, you're, you're seating the rest yeah, of your I'm seating. Time. You can have the other time because guess what? Right. I only needed 90 minutes or less. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Oh, All right, gonna, so I, Jared, Jared, you have already performed very admirably. I commend you for that. I'm still gonna have to beat you though. Okay. Um, yeah. 
yeah. Uh, Jared. So to, to recap, Jared went towards the 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 more time spent aspect of this. There's a couple different places you can go here. Let's see where Cody goes. Your time starts in three, and your defend you you want movies that are longer than ninety minutes. All right, three, two, one. Okay. Um. I like good movies, Seth. I don't know. About <laughs> um, and if I'm going to watch a movie and I'm hoping it's good, uh, statistically speaking, and I did just look this up, you, you can uh, you can check the numbers if you like. A higher percentage of longer movies are good, and uh, a higher percentage of movies that are only 90 minutes or less are fucking awful because they have to chop they have to chop all the crap out of them. That's how you get a bad movie, and you have to chop it all the way down. We just Artemis Fowl, we just had a movie that might have been a decent movie at 2 hours 10, but they chopped it all the way down to 90 minutes cuz they didn't believe in it. it and now been. you're in and out. Um, so I don't think that risk is worth it. Let me spend more time getting to know a movie, getting more attached, hopefully enjoying it more. Also, if I'm going to a movie in the movie theater, I'm paying $13 for a ticket, another 20 for concessions. I kind of want to be in there for a while. Uh, you're getting way less bang for your buck if you're going to short movies all the time. I want to be entertained for two hours, two and a half, <laughs> all for the same price I would have paid while Jared's getting out of there in, uh, in only 90 minutes. I'd rather spend the extra time, higher percentage chance that I'm seeing a good movie that I'm going to really connect to, and, uh, and I'm getting it for less money uh, per minute. The final thing I will say, and I could have won my last point with the movie Avengers Endgame as well. Avengers Endgame was three hours. If we didn't have that long movie, we would have had two to three more Marvel sequels that you would have had time. to wait two years in between. Longer oh, movies, less sequels. Your time's up. Cut his your mic. time's up. Cut his mic. <laughs> Moderator, do your job. All right. I'm not doing my job. I said time's up you didn't <laughs> 14 <cut it>. times. <laughs> you didn't cut it. All right. You can't cut me. <laughs> <laughs> cut me, Mick. Um... <laughs> So th this one was, um, both of you had great presentation. Um, you know, Cody stepped it up in that department this time. He didn't know that's what he was coming into play here. Now, now he, now he knows what's going on. This is, this is, there's presentation involved. Um, <laughs> this, this one, um, was more based on content. And I think Cody came in at it with a few different angles where Jared stuck with the, just the time Cody came in with the first thing I was looking for, which was, um, the quality of a movie. Um, it was a little, you know, Trumpian with uh, just making up facts there, but um, <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, I won. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but he had, he he came in with the the quality, also the money aspect. Uh, he knows that I'm a cheap bitch, so he came in with that one. <laughs> um, and then uh, the the end point, he went a little long. There's some points taken away there uh, for trying to run the mic. Next, next. This is a warning. Next time you're disqualified. <laughs> if you try talking over me, you little punk. Um, but, but uh, I, I have to give the point on this one to Cody. Uh, the the both presentations great. He had a little bit better content on this one. Wrong. So, dab. So, um, it's a one, it's a one one tie here. Um, we're gonna go ahead uh, since. We didn't have, uh, since you both have gone, we'll do a coin flip one more time. So back on the Nevada 2006 coin, um, <laughs> um, uh, Jared, you're going to call it in the air this time in three, two, one. Tails. Tails. It is tails back on the Nevada side. Jared, this topic. Got two types of movies that I am not the biggest fan of. 
you got you guys are trying to convince me convince me on which one is better these two types of movies are musicals and period pieces or especially like old period pieces but period pieces in general jared which movie type of movie is actually would you like to go first or second and that'll be the next choice because <laughs> then, then i'll i the am part. going to go first first okay and then would you prefer to argue for musicals or period pieces i am going to argue for musicals musicals Fucker. all right <laughs> oh, the fucking coin flip is gonna do- okay all right i'm not gonna listen to you i'm just i gotta write an argument <laughs> all right jared your time starts in three two one all right <clears throat> musicals now seth listen i know that you're not liking period pieces you're not liking musicals but guess what at the end of this you're going to love musicals because they <laughs> can be happy, go lucky, song, dance, choreography. There's love. But also, you can be on the opposite side, unlike a period piece where it's usually British and very sad and, you know, baroque with the music in the background. Uh, I don't know if that's how you spelled that. Oh, say that Barack word. Obama. Uh, yeah, Barack Obama music in the background. Um, but period pe- or uh, musicals, yeah, they can be sad. You know, movie or uh, musical, uh, like Cats, for example. It, it, you know, scribble scrambles and uh, Mr. Mistopheles, think about that. You felt like a kid. Old Deuteronomy. Felt, that brought back nostalgia, sir. And that's what musicals are great for. Music takes you to a time and place. Music is the song of life. And you know what musicals also do? They bring you joy. They bring you live entertainment. Not only are these musicals on the big screen, because that's what we're talking about, movies and whatnot. For some reason, I wanted to argue about live musicals, which is not going to tie into my actual argument, so I'm going to divert from where I was going right there. But musicals, like I said, are very fun. Um, The reason you shouldn't go for period pieces is because the favorite had Emma Stone. Topless. (laughs) You seed your time? I seed my time. All right. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think Cody. I can get you here. <clears throat> Jared's on the I'm ropes a little pretty... bit. I'm going to talk kind of fast, Seth. I hope you're ready. <laughs> All right. Your time. You're arguing for period pieces. Your time starts in three, two, one. Okay, I've got a couple things I want to talk about. First, learning. Seth, I know you're the kind of guy who's a smart guy. You want to learn a little bit from your movie. You want to come away knowing a little bit more. Maybe you can drop a factoid later on. What better way to learn than to be dropped right into history? I mean, there's no better way to learn about any any time period uh, that it may be. And uh, to only to see people living right in that time is the best way to learn about it. Also, period pieces attract great actors, great directors, great writers. Award season is always constantly full of period pieces because they know what it takes. It's a harder type of movie to make and to do well. And so it attracts top-notch talent. And a lot of the time they do it really, really well. And you end up seeing a gem. Um, I know one thing you're not a fan of is heavy accents in movies. I will just say you've already decided tonight that you want to stay at home to watch movies. You can put your subtitles on and you'll have a little (laughs) bit easier time with the accents. Musicals. Why don't I want to go to see a musical? For one thing, there are no, there's never a plot in a musical. No musical has a fucking plot. 
It's just a bunch of songs and a bunch, and they dance in a row in situations that make no sense. They fly a car in the air in Greece, and that's like the best musical movie ever. It makes no fucking sense. Also, almost all the time in uh, musicals, they are shit actors because people who can really act and really dance and sing are really hard to find. My final point is Cats is a musical. The favorite was a period piece, and that had Time. Emma Stone topless. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see both of our arguments ending that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think it's pretty clear that that, that Cody won that, that argument. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> for three for the win. Yes, LeBron James at the buzzer. Yeah, that. See, Jared, the problem is you gave Cody time. You I know. Gave Cody time. I know. I shouldn't have gave him time. I think I, I did not learn from the first round. Yeah, I think. I think I, that's what I, I think. You guys are just going to do the same thing every time now. Is just like if we keep doing this, is you'll go. You'll both just go in the same order every single round. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I but think no, you, uh, can, you can go for, I liked your decision to go first, and I thought you would do it because I wanted to argue musicals. And I don't know if you wanted to argue musicals or if you wanted me not to, but if if I had been able to go first, I actually just love musicals. So um, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like I could have made a compelling argument even without the time. Um, but what you also noticed is I'm a man of no morals. I went directly against the musicals I so much love. Um, to win the prize, that means nothing. So that's that's the quality, that's the quality of man I am. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean that that had that that had everything. I laughed, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I attack, attacking the opponent, um, bringing it back around uh, to the same argument. <laughs> um, yeah, that that was that was a, that was a ten out of ten. Oh wow! Well, that's really nice. So thank you for that. Um, I want to thank my mom because uh, she taught me that uh, that winning is very important. Um, um, I want to also thank uh, I want to thank Seth for being an incredible judge as always. Um, <laughs> I want to thank Emma Stone. <laughs> <laughs> when right. as soon as you said that, my first thought was, "Wait." Why is that bad? And then I remembered, I think what you were going for is because it took her off of the yeah. America Sweetheart Yeah, th- see, that's yeah. what I was going for, and I didn't elaborate on it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and you didn't so have time. When I heard that, it, it struck me as odd. I was like, that's a con? And then I remembered, not for Seth, it's not a con. And so I was like, I'm gonna t- that, that was my campaign slogan the instant you said that. I was like, I'm going to emphatically say that to stamp on the end. <laughs> um. I think we might have. I might have to come up with a few more. Um, I agree. And we can do a do a live debate next uh, for the next episode. Yeah, I was going to say this. Uh, I I am honestly horrible at arguing, but I do like improv. So uh, yeah, th- that's what this essentially was. <laughs> yeah, this was fun. We're going to do this. Uh, the guys will be will be here with me uh, next week. So our next episode, the three of us will be all together. Uh, and I think two two weeks uh, from this episode is our next live show. I think it'd be really fun to do one of these debates uh, on our monthly live show. So stay Very tuned for more too. debates. And don't forget to hit us on Facebook and Twitter at Soko Show Pod. Let us know. Do you agree with Seth that I was the winner? Uh, where do you land on each of those points? And who do you think should have won uh, this week's? I think that I think we got a keeper, Seth. You did a great job. Uh, this Boom. was a Soko debate. <laughs> All right. Hollywood. 
Let's keep it rolling here. And Seth, we're going to come to you in just a moment for some movie homework. This is We Missed the Boat. Oh! I'm on a boat, and You're going to need a bigger boat. All right, folks. We Missed the Boat is the segment where uh, Seth and Jared and I have all been working our way through some old recommendations. Uh, basically, each week, we provide a list of three to whoever's turn it is. They have the choice between those three movies to watch. And uh, we've got a little point system for uh, whether you watch a movie and get a point or whether someone watches a movie you picked for them, uh, you get a couple points there. If you, don't, if you don't watch a movie, you lose a point, though. So it's very important that you watch one of the three movies. So last week, um, we had for Seth... Let me pull the list here. Um, we ended up having Blue Ruin from Jared, Sinister from me, and Seth gave himself Poltergeist, uh, the original Poltergeist, of course. Um, so, Seth, I'm going to hit the drum roll, and you can reveal to us uh, what you saw. We'll dole out some points here. Here we go. Sorry, Cody, but I watched Blue Ruin. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> at least you got you got the debate win tonight. So um, yeah, at least you, how you many won points something. does that get me here? Wait, we're keeping points on the debate thing, then. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you I am, won this I am week. interested to hear about this one because it's not one I had heard of when Jared did. Brought it did up you one. did you pick it because it was ninety minutes? It it is ninety minutes on the button, um, <laughs> and it's also free on Netflix. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you had let me argue, well, I would have won the other side of it too. It doesn't matter. But anyway, blue mm-hmm. blue ruin apparently is a hot ninety, so it sucks. Then is that what you're telling me? No, it it does not suck. Um, it's uh, it's it's an intri- It's I mean, it's definitely it's I, it's a premise that I in terms of like how they start it. So this guy's homeless. Um, they don't really explain anything. Kind of like for a little bit. And then you find that his um, fam, his it was his parents, right? His parents, I be- yeah, I believe it was his parents. Parents got his, di- I think maybe it's just his dad got murdered. No, it was both. It was both. Sorry, his parents, both his parents got murdered um, when he was, I think, relatively young. Um, and he. The the person who killed his parents um, gets released from pl- prison, and he essentially is going doing some revenge. Um, so it's it's an interesting revenge film where this guy he's 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 definitely not um, like a killer by any means. Um, he's he's not super coordinated, doesn't really know how to shoot a gun, but he's he's kind of crafty, and he's also like like um, resilient um, and. It's got. It's a little bit deeper of a revenge movie too. I thought, um, in terms of like, um, the family dynamic that's going on here too. Um, him, his sister. Um, he has a sister who is played by Amy, uh, Amy Hargraves, who we've seen in a decent amount of stuff. She kind of plays like bit parts, um, but she's Clay's mom in Thirteen Reasons Why. Um, oh. Remember her, and then um, the main character, who's the homeless guy Dwight, is making uh, making Blair. He's in Green Room, which is a pretty popular um, horror movie. Uh, who the same guy who directed this directed that, and then he was in The Hunt. I don't know, if, uh, Cody. Did you see The Hunt? I don't. Was is that the Republicans and Democrats the controversial <laughs> yeah. one that came out late? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I saw that one. No. Okay. 
Um, so it's got some like very small actors in it, but I thought it was really good. Um, I thought the the um, some of the the gore in it was a little like the the effects were good in terms of the gore. Um, but uh, I yeah I and I thought it it kind of ended in a um, kind of had like some nice symbolism a little bit to it as well. Um, but yeah, I I liked it quite a bit. So it was a good recommend, Jared. No, that's that's awesome to hear. Yeah, I I remember. I mean, this came out in what 2014, I think 13. 13. Maybe? Yeah. Um, it was one that I had always been hearing about, and I was like, okay, I'll sit down and watch it. And yeah, it's it's your revenge type movie, but boiled down into a mixture of like indie but very small budget. Like I was looking mm-hmm. up the budget while you were talking, four hundred twenty thousand dollars. Oh like, wow, nothing. Um, also, I don't know if you caught, but the the one friend of his is actually Buzz from Home Alone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an adult now and whatnot. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> um, I I mean I have I, it's one that I think I, I need to go back and watch because as you were mentioning it, I was obviously everything I remember is very hazy because I hadn't watched it in you know five plus years. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hills, yeah. You got him. You got his ear with the uh, with the recommend. Uh, second time in a row, I think he's picked. Oh no, he picked his own movie last time. Mm-hmm. But um, so Jared, that's gonna get you two points. You move out in front again. Five points. No, total I get you. two points. He gets one point. What? Is that the way it is? I. Yes, you've fucking done this twice now. <laughs> so if you pick Wait, someone so... else's, they get a point because you picked it. But yes. then you get two for picking. You get two else's. points. That's your incentive for watching something else. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, yes, okay. I know. So sorry, Seth <laughs> jumps out in front uh, to five points. Uh, Jared right behind him at four, and I've got one. I guess I don't get to play. Um, <laughs> but it is my week, so I can potentially make up some points, get back in the game here. Fully uh, hydrated. So <laughs> what have you guys? Uh, what have you guys got for me? And while, while you're pulling stuff up, if you're trying to think, Seth, are you using the Google TV app? Have, are you keeping a watch list yes. there? I, I love it. It's fucking awesome. It's yeah. like my definitive um, watch list now. <laughs> I don't have a watch list, but it has the stuff I've been like I can resume. So yeah, but oh, uh, you got to do it. Uh, start your watch list there. It's awesome. I love it. Anyway, what do you got? For um, me? I kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, would you? Let's see if if you're in the mood. Think you'll be in the mood. Would you? Or would you be in the mood for a drama or a documentary? Ooh. Um. Okay, so I will answer your question, but also keep in mind, I will only be with you guys between now and the next show. True. So don't mm. give me something you don't want to watch yourself. <laughs> um, um, you, you know what? I'll go with, because uh, it's been longer since I've seen it, on the basis of sex, I'll put on your on your list. Perfect timing okay. with pol- uh, p- politics and also um, RBG passing not too long ago. Hmm. Yeah, I meant to see this. I meant to see this right after. I was going to do a double feature, and for whatever reason, it didn't end up happening. But uh, yeah, I've had this one on my list for a while, on the basis of sex. Shoot, <clears throat> I don't know Let's if I want to use. Fucking doll. I I had I think the perfect one for you, but the thing is that we're going to be there, so I don't know if I want to use this one. It's MacGruber, isn't it? Okay, uh, <laughs> Cody. Cody, have you watched? It's now available on Netflix. Yes, God, yes. No. I've scrolled past it like 50 times, though. Um, so, it keeps um, getting recommended to me. This is uh, the girl from Stranger Things. Do I have that right? Um, I believe yeah. so. Natalie Dyer, is that Dyer, right? yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, essentially, she goes to... Um, 
she's like coming of age she's in high school and she's very much you know becoming that age where sex is a thing and it's kind of her exploring that while also having to deal with um her going to a catholic school and a catholic retreat that's all i will say except for the fact that it's only 78 minutes Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> i actually do like short movies so that actually doesn't sound too bad um, plus, it, it's, I can I can relate to it. I'm I'm almost to the age where I can start having sex too, so mm-hmm, it's um, mm-hmm. it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Uh, maybe I'll relate to Miss Dyer there. Um, I need to give myself a movie, and I don't know. I'm trying to think of. I mean, you of, need to watch one of ours to make up some ground anyway. So <laughs> yeah, it's no, true. I think I'm the not, strategy of watching your own might pay off. <laughs> I mean, it might. Um. I'm probably not going to watch this this week, but uh, I'm going to pull from my watch list Idiocracy. That is not one that I've seen. Um, and really? if we get in the mood for it, it's one I, I watch. I haven't either. Guys, really? Haven't you it. both haven't seen that? Mm-hmm. Now, I remember it was constantly on Comedy Central when yep. I was growing up, but I never yep. watched it. See, I, I guess I don't want to be all snooty like, you haven't watched that. I, the reason I say <laughs> that is because it was literally on TV 24-7. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I've heard... Like a thing there and a thing there. You know where you feel like you've seen a movie just because you've heard so many people talk about it? Um, so I've always felt familiar enough with it, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. So it goes on the list. So we have here... Um, I have Idiocracy, which I can't spell. Uh, yes, God, yes, and On the Basis of Sex. You just made the list! So I will be reviewing one of those movies. Uh, so come on back next week to hear me review that and hear who stays in the lead on We Missed the Boat. Oh! I'm on a boat, and You're gonna need a bigger boat. Alrighty, let's get to some movies that are coming out lately. Here's this week's reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it! <laughs> I hated it! All right. It feels it feels like we're light on the reviews this week because we've just got two movies to get to. You guys each saw one. Uh, Seth, let's start with you. Uh, what did you see on VOD here? I saw a, another um, uh, stand-up comedy movie. Um, not a. It's a movie about stand-up comedy, which uh, seems like there's been a few this year. Um, this is up there for one of my favorites, though. It's called The Opening Act. Uh, it's with Jimmy O. Yang. Um, it's got a whole bunch of people in it, though. Uh, Alex Moffat from SNL. Um, Cedric the Entertainer, Bill Burr, Neil Brennan, Ken Jeong, Whitney Cummings, Tom Segura, Eliza Schlesinger. Um, there's a ton of comedians in this. Uh, basically, a, a lot of the people who are regulars at the comedy store. But basically, this um, story, it's uh, Jimmy O. Yang stars and he plays Will Chu. He's uh, an aspiring stand-up. Um, he uh, gets on, I think he lives in, in Cleveland, but he gets on at places, um, where it's like, uh, bringer shows where you have to bring two people, um, basically so that they buy food and drinks and stuff. Um, and that's how you get on stage. So it's like an open mic. He doesn't get paid for it, but he has to bring people. And that's kind of like what he's doing. And eventually, um, he gets a shot through Ken Jong, uh, character, to um, be the uh, the host um, for Cedric the Entertainer's character, who's in this world, he's like he's a successful stand-up who got a show from it, kind of like kind of like the old guard type guy who just now just does a lot of like shows and sells books and still like is the headliner at shows, but not only you know like kind of smaller clubs. Um, and so he gets an opportunity to, to to do that. He's working at his insurance job and says, "All right, I'm, this, I'm taking the leap. I'm I'm going to be the his opening act, and this is going to be the start of my career. 
And so just like a lot of these entertainment movies, you know, he has his ups and downs. But really within this, you get to see a real kind of like world of of stand up um, through like the Alex Moffat plays the the featured um, act. And so he's been through like some, you know, some of the stuff. But he's he's at that he's at a level where he thinks he's better than he is type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you see kind of like that dynamic where um, Jimmy O. Yang's character is trying to like learn from him. But Cedric, the entertainer, also sees him as like, you know, this guy's a joke. I see potential in, in um, Jimmy O. Yang's character. So there's like some cool like comedy dynamics going on there. Um, but it's also super funny. I mean, there's a ton of funny people in this. So there's a lot of like really good jokes and some good stand up in it. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty short movie. I think it, around 90 minutes. So, um, <laughs> I really, really like this. I love these stand up movies. It's just cool to see that journey and you get to see like where this, this guy finally like just said, fuck it, I'm going for it, you know? And so they, they kind of treated it all pretty, pretty real. Um, they're, they're, the only thing I thought was weird is that he's dating, um, this, this girl and I, um, she's done like. She was like the star of Jesse on on uh, like some Disney Channel show called Jesse. <laughs> She's done like <laughs> some like again, kind of like famous, but like not like done anything like this before. It was kind of weird, but anyway, um, she so she's in this has a storyline where she's like just like this is the supportive girlfriend, and like that's it. They never go anywhere with it. It's just like he'll like randomly call her in the movie at some point and be like, "All right, I had a good night at the club. Bye." <laughs> like that's it it's so weird that they just throw this like I, maybe they just want to show that he has like a successful relationship but it's like she has like maybe like seven minutes of screen time and they just randomly throughout the movie they throw her in like hi she's at, Ew, at home is it like Debbie on her Ryan? bed yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. she uh she I mean, it's fine i mean they're cute i guess but i i thought the movie's great i i really liked the this the whole thing you know the the that world of stand-up it got me to watch um now the kind of in uh pushed me towards watching the comedy show or comedy store documentary i just like hearing about that whole world i like a lot of those comics that are in it too just their podcasts and hearing them talk about it so i think that's super interesting um so check this one out yeah yeah you've made a believer out of me this sounds fucking awesome jimmy o yang by the way i don't think either of you guys have watched silicon valley on hbo Mm -mm. It, it is a must it is fucking hilarious and he's hilarious in it um, but yeah, dude is uh, hilarious. Yeah. you've sold me on this one. I, I'm going to, I'm going to try and find this, um, and see it soon. I like it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the fact that you said it was like, I love that feeling now of watching a movie where they kind of just say, fuck it. And yep. essentially go after their dream. I mean, the same thing with hearts, heartbeats, hearts beat loud had a similar mm-hmm. thing to that mm-hmm. as well. So, and then I, I definitely want to check this out. There was one earlier this year too, called uh, standing up, falling down with, um, Ben, uh, ben Schwartz, that's his name, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, Billy Crystal, that was a pretty similar type story um, with uh, Ben Schwartz kind of taking, you know, a little, taking a little bit of that leap too, he's in that transition type thing. A um, little bit sadder of a movie. Um, I thought the opening act had a lot more, a lot more fun, um, but, you know, some down moments, but I thought overall a lot more fun, a lot, uh, a lot more jokey, like with the stand up, and you get to see how they all interact with each other, which is really cool too. It's like that whole backstage because I, I, he goes to New York in this too, like so that's where, uh, or Philly maybe. So there's some like you know he's in a bigger market type thing, but you see that like how they interact and like the respect they have, type, like the respect levels and all that stuff. Um, 
they packed a lot into a 90 minute movie, but these, these are all comics who live that, like being at the comedy store in LA or being uh, in the comedy cellar in New York. So like they have, they are, they're all around that, like, you know, that hierarchy, that quote unquote family, which is all about that comedy store documentary that I'm watching is like, that whole thing is like so deeply rooted. And like, that's almost like an army where they're like, you, you're, you're in this forever. Once you're at the, in a regular at the comedy store, you're in this forever. You're a part of this mm-hmm. club. No matter where, what you do, where you go, you're in this club. Um, and so they kind of even do a little, they capture a little bit of that in this movie too. So, um, yeah, it's really good. Man, I'm so excited to see this. I fucking love, I love movies about stand-up too. And there aren't enough of them, but mm-hmm. you're right. A couple have come out pretty recently. So I got to check that. I can check mm-hmm. both these out actually. Um, our second movie, very different vibe. Uh, we're going to go to the horror side of things. And um, Hara. I've seen part of this movie, so I can weigh in a little bit. But Jared, you take the lead on, on uh, this one from Netflix. Yeah, so this is a Netflix horror film, which uh, definitely is not in my wheelhouse. I feel like you uh, appreciate horror a little bit more. Horror! Um, horror! <laughs> um, so essentially the setup of this is um, it's a family, a husband, wife, daughter, and they are escaping uh, South Sudan trying to look for essentially asylum in England, I believe. But on the way, you find out that um, the daughter doesn't make it. But... It's them making it to England before they become a citizen or kind of, you know, get a, the equivalent of a green card or whatever it is over there. They are essentially put into assigned housing. They are given a certain, essentially, allowance. Um, and they can only do certain things, like they can't have friends, they can't go here, they can't leave the country. Basically, they're they're to the house. Um, so it that is kind of the setup of, of this story. And it's them essentially dealing with PTSD from escaping from the Sudan, uh, losing their daughter, also combined with trying to fit into a new society, essentially like trying to fit into somewhere that is completely foreign because they're dressing differently, they're eating different food, they the their neighbors, they, they just don't click. So you can see how that like real life of essentially a fish out of water is terrifying but then there's also an actual like demon kind of in the house um i'll leave it at that because it definitely weaves you through some truly horrifying for myself i i watched this during the daylight um and i was screaming at the tv because i was like (laughs) the, the one thing when you hear footsteps coming down a dark hallway and you don't see anything, that is one of the scariest things I've ever heard or seen in my life. And this movie does it perfectly in, in a terrifying way. Um, but I think that the, the the atmosphere and the horror vibe was the greatest thing of this, which is so funny because I do not like horror films at all. But like it was chilling, creepy, the way that they kind of either the costuming or the visual effects or makeup that they used for certain characters was truly terrifying when you caught a glimpse of them through, you know, darkness and whatnot. Um, aside from that, uh, I think, yeah, like the, the messages of like the real life horrors and the ones that you kind of make up in your mind, I thought really worked, but the performances here between the two leads who, um, one of them plays, uh, one of the main leads on, uh, Lovecraft Country, um, mm. and I thought that she was absolutely wonderful in this as well. Cody, I'm curious what you, because you didn't finish it, because towards the end, it definitely gets really 
Um, I said in my review, it gets a little heady where uh, it all makes sense. They're going for some metaphors, some symbolism and whatnot, but it does get some, it gets bonkers, man. Yeah, I think I stopped watching it right at that point. Not because I wasn't enjoying it. I just had shit to do. Um, But I was really, really liking it. uh, Everything I saw. This was effective horror. Like, I was scared. And I watch a lot of horror movies. I'm not always... I don't need to be scared to enjoy a horror movie. But this one, like, made me look around me in my house. Because I was alone. Or my apartment. Because I was alone. And I watched it during the day also. And so it was effective in that it it actually fucking really scared me. And I think the thing that stuck out as to why, um, because frankly, the, the, the plot, the plot, as far as I saw, and again, this is, this is totally unfair of me to assess an entire movie this way. The plot didn't necessarily, um, the horror didn't require the plot. And so like my main focus when I think back on it is just about what was scary about it instead of the larger plot that I know I didn't get to see the resolution of, so I don't really get it. But um, the hor- the scary scenes where you're like, oh my God, it's nighttime, something scary is going to happen. Those times are fucking scary, like <laughs> tight, tight butthole scary. And I think the, the reason why is a lot of other movies will do like a thing goes bump in the night or like a candle tips over or a window is creepily open. And they all do it with a sense, with such a sense of like unrealism and they'll like blur the edges. They'll make it a ghost. It'll only move really small things. But this is like, if I, if I said like a practical haunting, like everything they shoot, every demon looks like a real fucking person is standing in front of you. It's not like, it's not like a a ghost that they, that they wave at it and it disappears or anything like that. Like when shit is behind you, it's a man standing behind you. And I think that sense of like realism and practicality is what really sucked me in. Like it felt like I was just watching this guy be terrorized in his house. And it's also not one of those movies. That's a pussy about like giving you the real scares. It does big shit, loud shit, several shits. Like it, 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 it is trying to scare you shits and it does it really, really effectively. Yeah. Shit that climbs on. That, <laughs> that is, that's my memory of it. I do want to go back and finish this so I can, like you said, get to the metaphor and, and complete the plot arc and things like that. But the scares in this highly effective. So if you want something that's going to make you uh, have the willies, this is going to do it. And I will say too, um, I really liked the, that these were, um, folks from the Sudan, and and that they still had their accents and, and all that stuff and they were shown really um, honestly and realistically. I, I don't think we see a lot of that and I don't know if this movie was made in the States, um, but it was just nice to see like, act, like African from Africa actors uh, or at least characters uh, in a movie because it's not, just not super common. Mm-hmm. So his house, uh, I would recommend it. Jared, did you, did you end up uh, on the plus side of this one? Yeah, yeah. Even though it's definitely out of my wheelhouse, I would say that people uh, check it out. It's it's genuinely terrifying. Yeah, it's fucking scary. If you want to get spooked, if you want to catch a fright, uh, check out His House on Netflix. If you want to get some belly chuckles, uh, the opening act is available on VOD. Check both of those out. Getting recommends in this week's reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hated it. Alrighty, folks, we are just about through with this episode, but before we go, we gotta give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. So, I talked about this a while ago, but I haven't uh, done so in quite some time, but the the play uh, that I was acting in just wrapped up uh, this past weekend. We had our closing, uh, closing couple of shows, and I had a really, really fun experience on the play. Uh, I do think I will continue to, to act 
um, a little bit more. Uh, in fact, I have, I have, I can't, I can't say a lot, but I've got a lead on what I might do next. Uh, and I'm very excited about it. Um, but really, really enjoyed the acting thing. Had a great cast, great director, great crew, everything. Had a super, super fun time. Um, Evanescent is the name of the play, and it is going to be available to watch. Um, and I'm told it's going to be via YouTube. And uh, I think it may YouTube. even be free with some donations. Um, but there are some final edits being made, and then it will be made public. So I will share that out, probably talk about it on the show and put the link out. Um, but uh, I had a lot of fun doing it, so it'd be, it'd be cool if some of you guys watched it and checked it out and... Um, maybe you could shit on me and my acting the same way I've shit on some actors on the show. That might be kind of fun. So, uh, <laughs> keep an eye out for that. Evanescent, uh, keep an eye out for those details. More, more to come. Um, let's see here. Well, my one more thing, um, obviously, you know, uh, we're, we're going to bend that's not going to be my one more thing, but, uh, you know, those, those the reaction videos that I've been doing first watch movies and whatnot that we started doing on the channel J Buck studios, um, that we talked about at the top of the show. Um, I'm going to finish up scream, but if there's other movies, uh, horror movies, or even like so bad, they're good movies that you'd like to see, um, first time watches and reactions of let me know. Heck even on this vacation, we, us three could do one of them together. I don't know. Um, it's a new kind of video, and I don't know if this might be the trans not really the quote-unquote transformation on my channel, but uh, via analytics, they do better than anything I've ever done before, um, wow. even though everyone hates them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hate watching. Um, you still like- watching. Yeah. No matter what you react, uh, do like react to, you should like compare it. Like you should like just start making random comparisons for movies. Like fucking Pulp Fiction is just like uh, Jersey Boys. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like that. <laughs> and, and and that's what I'm starting to think is because you know everyone has their own unique style and whatnot. And that's you know my my channel is a little bit lighthearted, so I'm wondering if I can find a way to I, I'm not going to please everyone but find a way to do those videos in my own unique way because apparently people like watching people watch stuff people like watching people do all sorts of stuff um eating playing football fucking <laughs> those are like the three biggest things like uh, that people watch <laughs> weirdly enough and I was just joking yeah, um yeah you're so right. yes I will say, uh, I watched, uh, I watched, I don't, you know what, to be honest with you, I don't know if I watched the whole thing, but I watched a fair portion of the, um, the scream one. And it, for me, it was funny. I get, I know some of your comments didn't love it, but I thought it was funny how you knew what was happening because of scary movie. Like even some of the lines of dialogue you knew. And, uh, that, that was kind of funny, even though it broke my heart because scream is so much better than you're ever going to be able to give it credit for. (laughs) Maybe Um, that should be a debate. Scream versus scary movie. No kidding. I didn't That's realize how many fucking comments. <laughs> Man, there's so many comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And see, that's the thing is, uh, sure, uh, I guess here's some insight, people. Um, views don't matter. Um, even though we can, you know, we celebrated a thousand or a million views last week and whatnot. It's how long people watch your stuff and how engaged they are. And it is insane how much, how long, percentage wise, they've watched these videos and commented. Um, it's it's baffling. Man, people really care about that fucking. That's it's awesome. plagiar. It's plagiarizing the movie. 
Who's like, no, it's a parody, it's, sir. It's, nope, they, they copied it. And it's like, it's I, I don't know. It's rising. You just got to keep finding the hot button movies and get them out there and people people will make their way. If, if you are finding your way um, to Jared's videos, so again, Scream 1 and Scream 2 are already up now. You can go check these out. Make sure if you're watching them, you give them a like because uh, I know that helps and I know those take a little bit more time um, as well. So uh, make sure you give the homie a like if you're enjoying those videos out there and I'd suggest them if you haven't yet. My turn. Um, well, one, uh, I want I want to uh, tell the world that Cody Lawson won the other thing uh, mercilessly oh, this week. Oh, wow. Yeah, go ahead. Have your <laughs> moment. Have your moment. <laughs> um, there's nothing more satisfying in this world than shooting your friend uh, repeatedly with different kinds of ammo um, over and over again, probably 20 times. Um where uh you know you only lose once so it's pretty fun um it's a game on the vr the oculus vr called blast on um where you just duel people and cody and i finally uh played one-on-one now that he has some a, a little free time um post play and uh it's pretty clear that i've been playing a lot more than he has <laughs> <laughs> like i there's i'm i'm defensive and i don't like losing so like there's a level like if he had beaten me kind of and it was close i would be like upset about it and i would be like no i'm fucking better but like i I got beat so badly that i'm not even like embarrassed to say i got my ass kicked in this game dude like i you gotta see seth play this fucking thing and i not only did i lose but this is a game that's like kind of physical like it's a tough it'll put you out of breath and make you sweat a little bit I was physically outmatched. I was like, Seth is, get, is getting done, and he's like, yeah, I'm the fucking king. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Go easy on me. Uh, and it was, I, I have never been so, it's been a long time since I've been that thoroughly ass whooped at anything. <laughs> it was bad. I'm glad no one else saw it. <laughs> it's hilarious, too, because of the, the exhaustion, because I could start to hear it. He was trying to hide it, and I could start to hear it. And then I saw, eventually he quit hiding it, and he's just, I just saw it, like, I knew knew his his hands based on where his controllers were like his hands were like on his hips and he's like bent over because his, his, his helmet like his head on the game is going down and yeah it was uh it was it was it was something to behold it was pretty fun um we did play mini golf though um there's a good mini golf game um i i, I did demolish in the first game and then he he came back in the second one and, and had a good fight um so yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was some fun VR VR stomping, um, and then I did mention earlier the Comedy Store documentary that's on Showtime. Um, if you have uh, there's a they, Showtime does a 30 day free trial if you never signed up, so um, definitely plenty of time to watch that. I know at least five episodes are out there. I don't, I don't know if there are more, um, but that, that's I mean Comedy Store is the birth of so many people. Um, basically, late night television exists because of the Comedy Store. So um, and it's fun because we have I, I know cody and i we've we've been there before we were at mm-hmm. the i think we went to the original room in the comedy store saw a bunch of people um so yeah it's uh it's super interesting you you don't realize how many people came through that place um jay leno dave letterman johnny carson pulled people from there um that's i mean that's that's late night staples for you know 20 30 years right there so um yeah awesome documentary I'm a couple episodes in, probably watch it on the plane, finish it on the plane, the episodes that are available. Um, but uh, definitely check it out if you uh, have never tried Showtime, 30-day free trial. Nice. Yeah, I most definitely need to check that one out. I fuck, all that all that comedy history stuff is, is um, 
the shit I like. So we have uh, the Comedy Store documentary is available now on Showtime. Uh, don't forget Seth kicked my ass in Blast On. Yep. Um, check out the <laughs> Scream uh, reaction videos and also submit to JB what movies you want to see uh, him do a watch and reaction to over on the YouTubes. And also uh, keep an ear out for information about Evanescent, uh, my recent play, uh, so you can check out a video of that coming soon. All that this week in One More Thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's going to do it for episode <laughs> 168 of the SoCo Show. Um, big shouts out to all of our sponsors. Uh, links to them in the description box. Uh, shouts out as well to our anchor wankers. Uh, big fans of y'all. Thank y'all for, uh, for, for uh, keeping the show going and contributing. Uh, and as always, to all of our listeners, if you've clicked on the show uh, today, you've, you've helped us out. So we thank you for that. Um, let's see, Jared. Uh, so looking over at the YouTubes, I know one, uh, new thing that you're doing over there is weekly recaps Mandalorian season two, uh, which I am incredibly excited for. Um, but, uh, maybe, maybe you can give a, a quick soundbite of your impressions of episode one for us. Oh, dude, it was bonkers, man. Uh, <laughs> this was a cinematic it was it was awesome. It, there was homages. It felt like Star Wars. It was toned down. It was a Western story. You got some cool characters and the end bit of this episode because uh, you both have seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I guess I missed that. What what's what was exciting? We'll, about we'll talk about, about it after we're almost yeah. done recording. We'll yeah, talk we'll have about to it. talk about it after this. But oh also, um, spoiler, uh, I I guess is. Fingers crossed, us three are going to do episode two um, while we're out, uh, you know, visiting uh, Cody and Bend for uh, the channel. So look for that coming uh, probably Friday or Saturday. I am really, really excited for episode two. Th- this this season two, episode one of Mandalorian, easily my favorite episode so far of the whole series. Um, it had everything you want when you're think when you're a Star Wars fan and you you're wanting Mandalorian. Uh, it had everything you could want from the series in one episode. I thought it was a perfect kickoff season two. Very excited to see the next episode um, and uh, certainly be following along with your recaps over on the YouTube. Uh, what else are, can folks expect over this next week? Are you changing your schedule with the trip? I'm not sure what, what you're still trying to get up, um, but anything coming out this next week besides Mando? Um, I actually uh, have like three things, maybe four things scheduled um, because I... I, uh, I I have OCD and I needed to prep stuff. I can't just not do anything. So uh, <laughs> tomorrow or Friday, I think it is, there's a Netflix uh, dis- or a Christmas movie called Jingle Jangle, a Christmas story review. <laughs> um, there is a movie called Fat Man where uh, it's a unique take oh, on Santa Claus. You saw and that? Holy shit. <laughs> I did. I did see that. Uh, that'll be on Monday and then on Wednesday of next week. A comedy sketch show called Auntie Donna's Big Ol' House of Fun. That's all I'm going to say. I'll have a review (laughs) next week on the show for sure, though. Oh, man. Very excited. Uh, Again, head over to the YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. Check out JB. Make sure you subscribe there. Make sure you're liking the videos over there. Uh, Keep our dude growing so we can ride his coattails. Um, Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so keep an eye out uh lots of jbuck comment uh content coming soon keep an eye out for that mandalorian uh episode next week will feature the three of us all in one room for the first time in a very long time so very excited uh for that one again big shout out to all of our sponsors and our wankers uh and, uh, 
keep your patience, keep your heads up, keep your sanity as we continue through this uh, this election cycle. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more clarity by next week, but, but we are going to have to have some patience. So good luck out there. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this two hours of distraction. Uh, get off to find the next version of it. Uh, this has been episode 168 of the SoCo Show. For JB, the bro host, and for the so host, I've been the co-host, and we will see you next week. Bye.